What's up, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. It's Jason the Place. We're back in the All Artist Studio for another episode of our All Artist series. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming a young man out of the south side of Chicago with a 35 inch vertical. We did not put that in the bio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he fell in love with music at a young age and initially gaining inspiration from gospel. Um, as a Sprite My Way artist with co-signs from Lupe Fiasco, Knife Wonder, Rakim, and premiere, and a premiere on Netflix's Rhythm and Flow. He has performed and worked aside, and worked alongside Wyclef John, MF and Mello, a pivot gang, NF Broly Love, Smino, and Fat Tony of Vice Live TV. They said that Asar's just trying to change the lives with his music. And of course, dunk on his favorite rapper. So if you trying to go, you know, five on five, three on three, you know, big three, <laughs> um, you know, hit him up, uh, you know, shoot the ones. But co-hosts and listeners around the globe welcome our, uh, we've been waiting for for a while, um, Mr. Asar, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Grab run that up. Run that up. Run that up. Yeah, run that up. Run it up. Man, it's so great to see you again. Last time I had the pleasure of seeing you in Atlanta, um, right here in um, you know, in my neck of the woods, had a chance to, you know, sit down and listen to the album. You were our first listening party um that we were a that we were invited to first off thank you for the invite i really really enjoyed the music we had a, i had a chance to actually even meet one of my favorite rappers there who was featured on the album which we'll get into uh mr mr deontay hitchcock who has an album out uh that just recently released back in may and man i have to say what an experience i could not stop gushing and talking about just how great the music was to javon and jay when i got home not even when i got home when i was in a car i was like yo this is it this is gonna be <laughs> one like we need we may need to ask him for an early copy if we can get it but yeah this is this is the one so i just wanted to uh first tell you, you know amazing project thank you for the opportunity and then also want to wish you some congratulations man you know you're you know you booked and busy y'all you with finance joyce Wright. you know about to open up in chicago tonight um how does it feel to you know be back home in your hometown and then performing again you know in your hometown you just been you just you know went on a crazy tour yeah uh i mean as you alluded to earlier we just got done doing that four city listening tour for the for the album um, and thank you again for all the kind words. You feel me? It, it means the world to me that people are resonating with this uh, album because we put so much time into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so much time and care. So to hear that means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be back at the crib because that was a lot. Uh, what people may not know is I actually still work a nine to five. Um, so you feel me? I was gone, had to come back, catch up on work. I work in schools. So. We had to wrap up the end of the year. My buddy oh, said, wow. I'm a real That's man. Very real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to wrap up the end of the year. Not you, not you teaching the freedom writers. I didn't know you. <laughs> I got, hold on. I got to save these kids. <laughs> you know, man, the job's not done. It's not finished. Yeah, okay. Like, okay, Kobe. Yeah, it was, it was just, um, it's been a lot. I'm happy to be back at the crib, but we still got a lot to do. Definitely excited for uh, Joyce Rice tonight. We literally—it's funny. I'm literally sitting in the studio right now, and as soon as we get done here, I'm going right back to rehearsing before we head over for sound check. Yeah. So it's 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 been a whole lot. Uh, and then Summer Smash Sunday, which is a whole nother beast. So 
It's, mm. it's been a lot. Talk about Summer Smash Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, honestly. Uh, Lyrical has been a very supportive outlet of me for a very long time. Mm. I've been around Lyrical since like 2015, 2016, when they initially started gaining that, that crazy traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until current, it just has never really made sense. But shout out to my homie, Elliot, Elliot Montanez, um, who really pulled for me, actually, to be in this year's lineup. Um, and I, I do also think I'm at a point in my career where it finally does make sense for me to have a slot there and for me to really capitalize on it. Um, because I think, had I been on it when I wanted to be on it, I wouldn't have had the correct material. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been developed enough as a performer. Um so it all makes sense, and it's all in God's time, and I'm really, mm-hmm. really excited to preview some new music, do some joints that I think will resonate well, that's already out in my catalog, just just to get out there and get my feet wet. Yeah, man, and uh, th- this is a Chicago, like, primary. Uh, so, so, like, being from there, I can imagine, like, this is something you grew up watching, something that you were like, man, if I can just get on that stage one day, I'm going to rock yeah. that shit. Right. Yeah, Man, it's a big so, deal. This, yeah, this, is, this is, is a huge deal, especially being from a crib. Like, lyrical, um, the Summer Smash is a rite of passage. I've had a few homies who have gotten a chance to perform up there. Um, I've, I've seen it from the other side. I've always been like, I'm ready to have That's going to be me. My, yeah, you know? Uh, and now we finally here. So it's, it's time to show up for real. It sounds like you're having a, a great summer. Like, you really are like doing everything and really in the timing that is really God's timing. But talk about that. Like, since all of these things are coming together, knowing how growing up in the church, like, how do you feel? Yeah, I think in all honesty, the last two years of my life have been a crazy maturing process, um, a, a test of my faith. Like you said, I did. My relationship with God is something that's foundational to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that in order for me to get to where I want to go to, uh, God has had to kind of train me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a whole lot of situations where it was like, this is what I want to do, and I want to do it now. Um, <laughs> and it just didn't work out that way. And I pouted and was upset and felt like I had missed my beat. Mm-hmm. Um, but now on the other side of things, I'm like, no, nah, I didn't miss my beat. Like This is all happening in exactly the time it needs to uh, I've had all the experiences I need to to actually execute now because I, I think that's the biggest part of, of this. Like, yeah. a lot of people get these opportunities and they're not ready to execute. Like, they haven't mm-hmm. had the experiences in order to do so. I'm very confident in the fact that I have at this point. Um, so it just makes me very excited for whatever's around the corner for me. Well, that is awesome to hear. Um, we have listeners from all over the globe, and it might be their first time hearing your name, hearing them hear us gush about you and know what we've been doing behind the scenes. But like, what song would you say best represents you as an artist at this point? That's out right now? Yeah, well, we don't have that <laughs> back <here. laughs> So if you want to give us the vote, what yeah. What are you willing to share? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll give you two answers. I give okay. You two. Uh, the song that I, I think best encapsulates me as an artist right now that's out. Uh, I am probably 
I'm gonna say homies, and the reason I'm gonna say homies is because I think out of everything in my in my catalog, uh, it's probably the most off kilter thing that I have out right now out of my catalog. Like I think a lot of my catalog before that was was very rap heavy. Mm. I wanted everybody to know I can rap. I can rap real well. Which we do mm-hmm. understand. <laughs> we got the point. <laughs> yeah, we got that. We understood that very clear when we when we hit play on Don't Day Rappers. Um, yeah, appreciate you. He swam. No, that was that was something that uh, I think I was really insecure about when I first started like doing music seriously. I was just like, I want everybody to know I can rap with whoever. It don't matter. Mm. Uh, and I think as I became more self assured. It wasn't about that no more. It was just like, I want to make the best music and I want to make music that makes me feel good and I think that carries a message. Um, and so I think Homies was the start of that transition for me, which is mm-hmm. why I picked that. Um, out of music that is not out yet. Yeah. There is a song on my album that is called Poster Child. Oh, okay. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. a good one. That's a good choice. Yeah, and I and I picked that one because it's literally my story to this point. Mm. Like it it describes the highs, the lows, what it's like to get here. Like we lay it out very thoroughly for you. Um, okay. So that's why I choose that one. Mm. So well, we can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm super excited for them to actually get into it. Like. The one thing I wanted to ask him, like, can I get a jump drive, man, before I leave? That's um, what I'm talking I about. Gonna, I ain't going to put it on the internet now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to add it to I, me. I'll say this, though. You, uh, you ain't got much longer to wait. I don't. Okay. I know. It's like okay. end, of, like end of the week, right? Uh, yeah, not much longer. So uh, the first song I actually heard was Don't Date, wasn't first, wasn't Don't Date Rappers. It was actually Love back in 2022 uh, while digging through the internet, you know, for your records. And so... Tell me the rapper and the artist that you've evolved into since then. Like you talked a little bit about, you know, you wanted to show the world like you for the for the longest time. You're like, I want to show niggas I can rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but you wanted to expand, you know, your, your palette and also show people the range that you had in, as an artist. So over that time, since to, like even from 2022 to now, there is a lot of growth there. And I can tell like from listening to the album, from listening to that single, there's obviously been an evolution. So. And this is your story as well. Like that album is, you know, telling your life story, and um, which I really did feel was uh, I resonated a lot with, um, like the coming of age story uh, style of it. So just tell us, like, what's been that evo- what that evolution has lo- has looked like, what you documented it yourself. Yeah, I think that evolution has looked like vulnerability. Mm. Um, I think that the biggest blockade for me as an artist has always been I'm not vulnerable enough. And by vulnerable, I'm, I mean, I've always been able to tell how I feel about things that are going on around me. But when it comes to me talking about myself, I immediately shy up. Um, and I was very, very intentional with writing this uh, of, of really telling my own story. I wanted everybody to know who I was after this project was done. Like, when you listen to this, I want you to be able to say, oh, yeah, I can tell you who Asar is as a person. I can tell you what his brand is. I can tell you what he stands for, what he struggles with, what he's what he excels at, like all of that. Um, hmm. And I think that's also why it took so long for me to get to the point where I finished an album. Um, because I had been... <laughs> there was an album that me and, and homie Ro... Ro was my producer, engineer... Uh, Ro, Ro does everything. I don't. I don't really even know what to describe Ro as. Anything involving 
the making of music or just me as a person Roe has been a part of. Um, but we have been working on an album since 2016 that we completely scrapped in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, not a single song from that era made it onto this project. And it was because it just it just wasn't telling my story enough and, and it didn't resonate with me. So I had to make a hard pivot and really get vulnerable in order to do so. Mm. Beautiful, man. Really do appreciate that. Um, so on Don't Date Rappers in particular, right? That was the first single uh, for this album. You put up kind of a warning sign to a lot of the single women. Um, <laughs> is that a true story? Because it, it did sound very... Um, I remember when we were when you played it um, at the whatchamacallit, we were thinking like, this is very Atlanta. This sounds like <laughs> sounds like classic Atlanta rapper store. No, yeah. I, there is uh, no cap in my rap. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. But um, yeah. Literally. I, Get it. All, all of that is is based off of true events. Um, I, I kind of have been a play, in a place where I've had to question and second guess like what are your intentions and why are you interested in me like are you really interested in me are you interested in in what you potentially see me developing into or what it looks like around me like what is it um and after a very particular situation i was just like you know what i'm right about this Mm-hmm. And that's how we got there. Got to, as an artist does. <laughs> uh, Deontay Hitchcock in the All Artist Studio veteran uh, Dende has appeared on your out al- on the album, right? So tell me about how you connected with them. Yeah, so I'll start with Dende. Um, I met Dende for the first time in. 2021. That was the first time I officially met him. We had been like internet homies for maybe a year beforehand. Um, during the pandemic, you know, there was a whole mm-hmm. cultivation of a of like a community online, specifically on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody got really close. That's how me, uh, Chris Patrick, Dende, um, Byrie, uh, a whole lot of other artists, Geogenesis, if you're familiar, like all of us got cool during that time period. Um, but I met Dende at this artist lock in New Jersey. Um, and we immediately clicked because Dende is a character. Yeah, um, I bet. Yes, he is. He I is. can, I bet. We picked that up real quick. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, when he showed us the Dende tattoo, that's when we knew we were like, yeah, we're in for. A, it was a, a SpongeBob tattoo, wasn't it, too? He had a SpongeBob tattoo. He had a SpongeBob right? tattoo. But when okay. he told us the meaning of the name, because we were like, is this a Dragon Ball Z reference? He was like, absolutely. We we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we like right. this guy. We like this guy. Yeah. Dende, that's, that's my guy. Um, but that's one of the things I, I really rock with about the album. Like, my homies are on here. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody involved in the process, people I really rock with in real life. Deontay is somebody I didn't meet. When did I meet Deontay? I probably met Deontay in person last year mm-hmm. um but Deontay and I got in tune off of mutuals like Chris and, and Dende and he mm-hmm. heard my music just on the timeline and immediately was showing love like it was just like there was a point in time where I was seeing beats on Twitter and if I saw a beat on Twitter I would just hop on rip it. it off of Twitter and write to it and throw up a <laughs> verse in like an hour 
Yeah. Um, and so he saw one of those and was just like, this is hard. And we connected and, you know what I'm saying, we've been cool since. He's actually going to be out here this week uh, for a show at the venue I'm going to perform at tonight. Yeah, because oh, he's wow. on. T- he, yeah, his Once Upon a Time tour is going on right now. Yeah, the same. Yeah, the album is amazing. Um, yeah. Listeners, make sure y'all go check that out. Once Upon a Time with Deontay Hitchcock, um, and like meeting him, like I, that was the one thing that really stuck out to me was like when we when I got to the listening party, and I'll never forget how it happened because it was so serendipitous. <laughs> like I walk in and I'm like, yo. This I really like this song, Don't Date Rappers. And, you know, because I wanted to listen to the most recent single. And I played it like three times driving there. And then I get there. I said, man, this sounds a lot like Deontay. And so I asked him, like, man, do you listen to a lot of Hitchcock? Like Deontay Hitchcock, man? I'm like, I, I, see, I hear a lot of similarities because I always think about, like, what is this similar to? Or is this something I've never heard before? And he was like, actually, Deontay's right there. And I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You ain't, Deontay ain't right there. Because I hadn't seen Deontay with dreads yet. So I had no idea that that was him. And then, like, sitting at the table, like, you saw us chop it up while we were listening to the album the whole time. And I could just really hear, like, that he really fucked with you. Like y'all, like you just said, y'all were really homies. Like yeah. even when y'all were talking about the verse, like after the track played with him, he was like, damn, you that, that nigga went hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was really cool. Like just seeing y'all interact with each other, like, and being proud of each other. Like also mm-hmm. like him seeing you and saying like, damn, like this, yo, you put your, you put your foot in this, bro. Like, and seeing your, like, so I can imagine like when your peers, are affirming you and uplifting you that that's got to be a really powerful moment because as you said like the pandemic brought us a really really close together on the internet a lot of people became friends that probably would have never became friends um you know seeking for connection and then i i never even thought about it from a musician standpoint and a creative Mm -hmm. standpoint um what type of creativity that that could bring like you said like 2016 you scrapped that whole album like that's that's pre-pandemic and like none of that music made it so it's like this transformation and cohesiveness that took place post um really just shows another you know evolution of your growth i do have a question though like how has it been growing your fan base what has that been like and what have you like tried and failed at you know a lot we tried everything we just have thrown everything at at the wall and seeing what stuck uh mm-hmm. we've, <laughs> it's so funny because everybody preaches volume nowadays uh about content con- content is king for sure content is king but everybody preaches this consistency thing where it's like you should be dropping back to back to back to back to back like staying in people's faces we tried that that don't work for us like yeah. it just doesn't that's not our brand that's not how we built our brand <clears throat> it's it's just not and we've tried it um, I did a little EP before the album that I, w- I would actually be pleasantly surprised if any of you all heard, but it was, uh, it was, well, I'm forgetting the name of it. Right? The Flight <laughs> of the Bumblebee? Not Flight of the it? Honeybee. Not Honeybee, that. right. Uh, okay. We did something called The Traveler's Guide, and The okay. Traveler's Guide was just a series of four uh, singles that we put together that didn't make the, the album that we wrote out with visuals and had full rollouts to it. Um, I think it was very telling and it was cool, but it felt rushed. It felt like we were trying to keep up with the Joneses. It felt like, mm. you know, like we, we just trying to stay in people's faces. Um, and being on the other side of things, like now I, I definitely understand what works for me. I think we've always been very intentional 
about the art that we put out. Uh, we've taken our time. We've been delicate with it. We've always tried to do things differently and as creatively and artistically as we can. And I think with this album, we've done that. Um, I think we also, fan engagement is huge for us. Uh, everybody's support means everything to me. So I don't mind sitting, chopping it up on the timeline, having a good time, like DMing people personally, sending out snippets, just just making sure people know I'm human just like you are. Like, Your broadcast channel is always live. Your broadcast <laughs> channel on Instagram, it's like, I'll be going over there to hear what you said. Uh, you said something about uh, Fritos, the barbecue Fritos are the better ones than... Uh... I just had a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I remember when broadcast like dropped and i was like what the hell is this for and then like you're using I, it well though but you're, you're using, using it, well. it really really well in the way that you're connecting with your fan base and i think that's really really dope mm. I, appreciate I do have a question about though that album that complete album that you scrapped do you think that any of those songs will ever like see the light of day like like a like a archive collection type type moment because i know a lot of artists are like they like some people we've had on the show they're like that's not me anymore i can barely even listen to it blah blah blah, mm -hmm. blah. like where are you at with it uh the honest answer is most of it absolutely not but uh <laughs> maybe a maybe a couple of maybe a couple of, do you think any of those joints from <laughs> not you gonna ask somebody <laughs> 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 he really he really asked me <laughs> Said, no. what they said. Mm. Okay, got it. That's Ro, right. Is that Ro who I met? No, Ro, you you met Will. Oh, I met Will. I met Will. Yeah, Ro was who I was. Tell Will we said what's up too. I thought yeah, because we love Will. We, right, we, right. we fuck with Will. No, we we fuck with Will the long way. <laughs> you know, yeah, gotcha. Mm, but also among the list of artists that you work with was Wyclef John, of course. That was what back in 2019. 2019. Yeah, right. Yes. So. The art, as the artist you were then, what was that experience like for you? Oh, that was crazy. Uh, I was still in college at the time. I literally had an 8 a.m. to go to the next day after meeting. <laughs> <It's real. laughs> I, I called. So here's how it happened. He came to U of I, because I went to University of Illinois in Champaign, okay. Urbana, um, for a show. During that show, in the middle of it, he was just like, who want to get up here and do a cypher? And I'm fake nervous. I'm halfway raising my hand. It was a lot of my homies who were in the crowd with me. And everybody was like, him, him. Um, so he picked like five of us to get up there and go rap. Um, everybody ended up picking me as the winner. We were supposed to do a cypher at the end. But then he stopped and was like, actually, do me a favor. Go talk to my people in the back. Give me your information. We're going to look up some of your music. If we rock with it, there's an album that we're working on that I might want you to be a part of. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. This had happened to me once before with an artist who I will not name. Um, okay. You can tell us offline. <laughs> I, I, we can do that. <laughs> okay. But essentially, like, I didn't think much of it. I was just like, oh, okay, that was a great opportunity. Like, it's cool content. I'll post this. I got the rap with Wyclef, blah, blah, blah. He hits me the next day. He's like, yo, I heard your stuff. Rock with you. Well, one of, one of his uh, assistants at the time hit me. was like, I want to talk to you. This man calls me from a New Jersey number after I, cause I got the message while I was in my, 
I was in my community health 305 class. That's got to be surreal as fuck. Yeah. Like, I didn't pay attention for the rest of the class. I wouldn't pay attention to no one, but I super went. As you could. I'm not going to lie. I would have probably got up and walked out. I'm like, like, Professor, please. Up real quick. Let me sort this out. I got to get to the music. Let me sort this out real quick. What's even crazier is that's one of two times that it happened that year because I got that message while I was in class for Wyclef and then later on that year um, when I auditioned for Rhythm and Flow, um, hmm. I got the confirmation that I was going to be part of it while I was in one of my classes. <laughs> oh, mm. wow. So basically what you're saying is you're going you to stay in school. stay in the books. Right. The books. <laughs> because something magic just keeps happening yeah. every time you yeah. you in it's class. Working. I got you. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You just going to... You got to put up a... I was going to say, either put up a rap. You got to show a, get a song of you in the in the classroom and some class bells going off or something because it's oh, a story oh. there. It's a surely, story there. Yeah, surely Look, I don't you know. and Will can work that out. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just, well, we're going to simmer on that. But while we do that, is there anything else um, that the listeners can expect from the album and the story that you are trying to tell in this particular album? Um, expect the unexpected. Like if you if you are anybody who has been listening to me for a prolonged period of time and you think you have a grasp on my sound, don't. <laughs> just, just don't. Because I think we give bits and pieces of what you've heard up until this point, but we also have been very intentional about being very versatile in our approach, the type of music uh, we've we've made for this and we're going to continue to make from this point forward. Um, I think I was starting to get put into a little bit of a box based off of what we had released. And I think we pretty much broke out of that with this. Good. I definitely Does that feel good for you? Does it feel good to be on? Okay. All right. I y'all hate a fucking box. Y'all. No, nobody like a box. Oh my God. This is the clear indicator that you have been put in the box. When producers start sending you beats and they all sound the same, mm. that's when it's a box. That's how you know you're in a box. <laughs> that means that means you need to elevate your, your craft. Yeah. I was gonna say one more question because I, when I was reading your bio, Lupe Fiasco and Knife Wonder, those are Chicago legends. You know what I'm saying? What does it feel like? Because we don't really live in the era of the cosign. But I know for an artist, when you get that stamp of approval from people who are idols to you, like Nine Wonder is one of the top five, top three greatest producers ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You And then Lupe, what can we not say about Lupe? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like change the generation of like artists and like how they approach rap music. So I just want to ask you, like, what does it feel like? And Rakim, one of the greatest, you know, top 25 rappers of all time. Like, what does it feel like to to get that stamp of approval from them, even though like we don't live in the 2010s where, you know, cosigns are everything, but yeah. as a person that's from that city, when Lupe tells you, Hey nigga, you got next. <laughs> how does that, how does that feel, man? Especially with the album coming out now. Yeah. I mean, so each one of those interactions was different and it's kind of crazy uh, because both Lupe and ninth, well, Lupe's was also a little bit different, but ninth came from clubhouse. It's crazy. Dog. Yeah, so ninth ninth is not from Chicago, but his influence. Oh, is my, my bad, my bad, oh, my bad. No, 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 it's completely fine because his, his influence is felt like in in terms of the type of production that he makes, and 
you know the Midwest is, is soul. Like, right, right. It's, it's soul. soul. Exactly. Um, and so, essentially, a homie of mine, we were on Clubhouse just doing anything. Um, and as they I did think on Clubhouse. she changed the name of the chat to uh, Kendrick versus Drake, I think. And we were in there just fooling around. And, like, I looked down. I'm like, bro, is that Ninth Wonder? That's game. usually how it goes in Clubhouse. Like, you look down in the audience, you're like, hey, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So instantly, I, I text her. I'm like, gee, bring him up here now. <laughs> like, that's the very <laughs> second. Uh, brought him in. He talked to us, chopped it up for literally like 30 minutes. Um, and one of the things he said that stuck out to me, he was like, yeah, when people DM me, I listen to everything that gets sent to me. Mm. I was like, okay. So I DM'd him. I was just like, hey, I was one of the moderators in that chat you were just seeing. Heard you say you listen to everything. Just want to shoot this over to you. <laughs> Um, and he hit me back at the end of the night. It was just like, yo, this is hard. This one, the one though. And he was talking about a song that I have on Flight of the Honeybee called Hive. Um, oh, also mm-hmm. produced that one as well. Shout out to Ro. Yeah. Um, and not only did he say he rocked with it, which was perfectly fine. I go and look on his story and he had it posted. And I was like, damn. Oh, that's crazy. He really rocking with it. Yeah. And then he hit me back later and was like, yeah, also, like, he he used to DJ uh, every Friday just on IG Live, and he spun it during one of his sets on there. Damn. Like, that's crazy. Wow. Um, like, so nice showing love, love. Like, yeah. That. That, was, that was the ninth situation with Lupe. It was a little different. I met him, um, I met him at Rhythm and Flow. Uh, we chopped it up for a minute. I got to tell him how much his music meant to me, uh, which was very, very dope for me. Because growing up, I didn't listen to hip hop for real. Like I was only allowed to listen to gospel until mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got of age, if you will. Right. But, gotcha. Um, yeah, that was how we initially met. And then on Clubhouse again, he was doing this thing where he was just writing a verse and explaining how he was writing it as he was doing it and recording it while everybody listened. Um and then he brought people up to ask questions. And there's a, a portion of my audition in Rhythm and Flow where they asked me what the word arpeggio means. Um, I was the first person to audition in Chicago, so I was already super nervous, so I gave a half definition. Um, and that was like a viral moment. Coming back around during that clubhouse session, I was just like, I asked him a real question, and then afterwards I was like, one more question, do you know what arpeggio means? And he stopped and he was like, yeah, a SAR, a SAR. That is cute. Yeah, very y'all not familiar, blah, 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 and kind of just gave me my flowers real quick. Um, so that was dope, too. Uh, it's, it's all been a dope feeling. It's cool when, when people you look up to musically acknowledge greatness in you as well. Yes. Yeah. Hey man, great story, well, man. We love stories. You got great stories. You got great stories. You got to write them down. You got to write them down. But before, let's switch gears before we get into the game. And just really want you to, we ask all of our independent artists this and like really are trying to see like what has been the thing in their ecosystem or the things um, that has helped their growth the most, um, like whether technical or like the mentality um or if it's been things that it's been hard for you to swallow like damn like this is like where i wanted to push through but this is the challenge i've met so like what is the in that ecosystem that helps you keep going it's my community um 
it's for sure my community. It's people around me. Like, I, I talk all the time about Row and Will specifically. Row and Will have been here from the beginning of my journey till now. The first project I ever made was full of beats that I actually stole from Row. Uh, wow. I love that Row is right out of frame. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost want Row to get a mic and, <laughs> and just chime in every once in a while. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that nigga stole from me, dog, but I, I let it slide because I mean, we got to. So there's there, in the artistic realm of things, there are three of us. It's me, Josie, and Row. That's like, that. that is my core. You feel me? Uh, when I started, Josie was the first person to, outside of my family, because my older brother Nick was the one who got me started rapping. But Josie mm. was the first person out of my family who saw promise in me and really put in work and invested in it. It's just like, nah, pull up on me. Because I, I was a producer at the time. Well, I was confused. Yeah. Um, but he was like, pull up on me, uh, play some beats for me, like, let's work on some stuff, etc. And when I was over there, I would make stuff for him, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Here's some other stuff I've been working on. And he would show me some stuff that Ro produced, and I'm like, who, who is this? Who, who is this man? Um, and he was just like, yeah, this is my homie, blah, blah, blah. These are some beats that I'm not using. Here, take these. Mm-hmm. And I made a whole project out of those. And what I didn't know was Josie never told him that I could have those beats. And so I put out the project, and Josie hits him like, yeah, I gave all these beats away to some dude that I, I really rock with here. Uh, <laughs> this is what he did with them. <laughs> and so Ro ended up calling me just to see who I was, what I was about. Bro, that first conversation we had, we talked for like two hours. Mm. Um, and Ro has been family to me since. Um, like, keeps me honest, has been basically the most pivotal person to my growth as an artist and really in a lot of ways as a person. Um, since I've started, like the sound you hear is, is him. Um, and then Will is my manager, but that's, Will is also family. Like that's my brother. Um, Mm -hmm. we done been through the trenches together. All of us have been through the trenches together. Uh, they keep me, they keep me honest. They keep me accountable. Um. And when I can't find the motivation for myself, they're the ones who keep me on my toes. Uh, so I, I absolutely attribute it to people. That's beautiful. Let, we're gonna, uh, we should make a shirt name, uh, Get You a Row. Uh, that seems Get You a Row. I know because right. Ro can't hear us. Tell Ro that we just going to have to interview him because we got to talk to him. Man. Ro, you got the, the uh, man behind him. <laughs> <laughs> want to get into some of these beats man like y'all really sound it sounds so cool like i love when producers and rappers like really have that Mm -hmm. like batman superman relationship i I don't like saying batman and robin because i really Mm -hmm. feel like that's a like that's like the real teamwork is like you taking this like one super like one superhero and another and like really combining it yeah like that that producers really is really like that batman that man behind the chair who's like really trying to figure stuff out and that superman is that guy in that booth who puts that cape on and says it's time to go fly and so it's it's really dope i I think about smino and monte Mm -hmm. you know i think about ninth and jay Mm -hmm. um and Roll in a SAR, you know what I'm saying? So that's incredible company. <laughs> <laughs> On that 
note, it is time for our game, our highly anticipated game. What is this? Maestro mystery, maestro mystery, excuse me. Um, we have selected some famous R&B and rap artists and prepared a list of clues and descriptions. Uh, you should be nervous, so this go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Your objective is to guess the artist based on the clues provided uh, by the host, which will be myself. Um, you will have not. you'll have a set time limit two two minutes plenty of time depending on your ability um, and to guess as many artists as possible okay so if you're unsure about um, a particular artist you do have a skip card that you can use skip cards are unlimited um, but Javon's going to keep number of the correct number of guesses yes. this is scary yes. this is so scary okay, okay. and I got, I got you on time <laughs> alright we are and begin. A talented artist who blends R&B, soul, and hip-hop influences in his music, known for songs like Anita and Amphetamine. Okay. okay. A fast-rapping artist from Chicago known for his rapid-fire flow and tracks like Slow Jams and Adrenaline Whiskey. Rush. A globally renowned rapper, producer, and fashion designer hailing from Chicago, known for his innovative... Okay. <laughs> 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 A legendary rapper, actor, and activist from Chicago, known for his um, con- got it. Um, an R and B singer from Chicago, known for his smooth vocals and hits like "Birthday Sex" and "Don't Tell Him." Jeremiah, a talented rapper, poet, and songwriter, known for her jazz-infused style and impactful lyrics in songs like "Diddy Bop" and "Song 32." No name. A Grammy-winning artist who gained recognition with mixtapes like "Acid Rap" and "Coloring Book." Shadow. No. <laughs> Known for his distinctive voice and energetic flow, this rapper has delivered hits such as Stand Up, Move Bitch, and Money Maker. <laughs> He's awesome. Okay, we got it. Right. <laughs> Formerly known as Titty Boy, the rapper gained one. <laughs> this Atlanta-born singer and dancer has delivered chart-topping R&B and pop hits such as Goodies, One Two Step, and Level Up. Hailing from Atlanta, this rapper gained popularity for his raw lyrics and unique delivery. His notable songs include Bank Account, A Lot, and Rockstar. Come on, 30 seconds. Skip. skip. This rapper gained prominence with his debut album, I'm Serious, and went on to release hit singles like Whatever You Like, Live Your Life, and Dead and Gone. And he's yeah. considered... This R&B artist, known as the Queen of Neo Soul, has hits like On and On and Bag Lady. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's it. With, with three seconds to spare. That's it. That's, That's 12 out of 13. Who did I, who That's did 12 I out of... You missed 21. 21 Savage. Oh, okay. That doesn't Just did. Sense. It looked like yeah. you was trying to say it. It looked like you was trying to say <laughs> two like or 20. I was, yeah. And I was like, come on. I was going to throw it up. But, you know, yeah. 12 out of 13 was, you know. Yeah, I that's think a that's a record. record. You accept the that's record. That's a record. Yeah, that is. Yeah. You beat Dinda. Yeah. You locked yeah. it. Well, they did a different. He did a different game. Then they did a different game. But he did. But you did answer more questions. So you can text and be like, "I beat you on." Let me get my headphones. Sort of. But it has Chicago joints. Yes. Yeah, you did. You did. That's what we was hoping for. I was clinching to make sure like, you know, you was going to hit them because I was like, damn, I don't want to expose you just because you're having an off day or something, you know. <laughs> but It would be real funny if you don't get one of them Chicago answers and then one of them see this interview like, damn, you nigga, you don't know me? You don't know what I said? 
But before we let you go, it has been a pleasure again, Azar, to have you in the All Artist Studio. Like, this is probably one of my favorite interviews so far and hasn't even been released yet. So, like, uh, very insightful. Love your look, the mind behind the music makes me feel even more closer to it. So, for artists, I mean, for listeners around the globe that want to be closer to you, closer to you in the, uh, with the broadcast channel, tell them how to get involved. Tell them how to stay in touch with you. Uh, they can't be the top three, but like, you know, who? Uh, how can they be a fan? For sure. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Asar Music, A-U-S-A-R Music, uh, and on all streaming platforms under Asar. And when the album coming out, man, and tell us, tell us the album title. The name of the album is Inc., which stands for I Now Know. Um, and it is dropping. I can't give you a date, but what I okay. can say is next month. Okay. okay. We got okay. you. We got um, a July baby coming on in. We got a July right. baby. We got a <laughs> is it a, well, I, for, for, it's a, to, is it a cancer or is it a Leo? Here's Ooh. what I'll say. If this, if this will help you at all. It's not immediate. We got one more single for y'all before. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Right. Wait, so we'll is it on. the wait? Hold on. Is it the one that sound? Is it the church single? The one that sound? No, it's not that one. Ah, oh, that's it's the one. That one. That's the one that went up. That I was out because <laughs> now I'm wondering which one is it. Now that I'm now that I've listened to the album, I'm like ah, oh, okay, I'm excited. Well, we gonna play guessing games in green room, but uh, <laughs> we gonna let you go. Uh, and really appreciate you for coming by. So with that, y'all say bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Uh...